Hello dear, welcome to the Gladcast. A little note before we hop into the episode of the day is that I got a really cool fancy for me microphone and um, <laughs> ironically uh, Natalie is on a kind of emergency family vacation trip and didn't bring her microphone that she's been encouraging me to get one. Anyways, it's recording. This is a recording of me using my cool microphone and her on the speakerphone of my phone. And so I really love the quality of it. I think there's kind of a feeling of me and the listener being like nestled up uh, on the porch of the vet's hall across the street from my house while we're hanging out with Natalie on speakerphone. The sound quality might not be for everyone. If it's not for you, just skip ahead to one where we have better sound quality. But we're working on it. We're doing great. I hope you have fun with us as we um, really explore a lot of stories in this episode. Here we go. My inner world is everything around me taking form. My Welcome to the Gladcast. Shit to be glad about. We are here in very different places, but also the same place, because this is a great place to be. I'm Hannah Lee, and this is my amazing co-host, beloved poet and mystic. Natalie Marie, who's eager to say her name, rearing for it. Did you start recording while I was talking about the duck and the wings and the droplets in the sunlight? Yeah. Yeah, good. Everyone, treat. Treat. I just saw a duck fly ferociously, totally parallel to this body of water, and like the sun hit the portion of the water that his wings just hit, and it was like incredible bursts of sunlight and water. And I, it was like one of the most spellbinding gist of what we want to play in today, Nat, the unexpected blessing kind of nature of reality. Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, sitting like- currently in the, the vet's hall porch. It's kind of this like overhanging place that has zero foot traffic right now, and I feel like I like the sound, and I'm staring at this big old house that has these huge pink rhododendron blooms. They're hot pink. They're wiggle waggling in the wind. 
Um, when you were talking about how you often get lost in order to find yourself, I was thinking about um, the beautiful pieces of the story I've heard, Natalie, where you went and kind of got lost when you decided to leave high school and you went hiking. And it's a pretty amazing story. And I guess I want to ask for what, what's the gold under your shoe from that experience that you could think of in this moment. Yeah, but I'm just kind of imagining that entire area of your life of that I feel like you just kind of went and got lost. The gold under my shoe on that one is or the unexpected blessings of, you know, being in a high school that was sort of um very violent like things were solved with violence and fists. And so being, you know, being out of sync with that, that was, that afforded blessings that were so huge that I don't even have, like, I mean, I'm so glad that I didn't go to, like, a little Hossam Curry homeschooled kind of high school. I'm really glad I went to something that was so not good for me that it forced me to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what am I, how am I being in the world? How do I want to be? And so I, you know, that was, I, I, listeners, I hurled myself into the woods you know, with skill, and I ended up having a bear encounter where a bear, I had food, and a bear, you know, kind of went through all my shit and tore everything, and I slept in a toilet out in the outside and, like, got chased a little bit and had this really, really kind of ferociously on-my-edge experience, and then I went out of the woods, and I'm all intense, and I'm all frightened, and I'm all, like, I'm nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm depleted. I, I forget everything that was good, and also heartbroken. I was betrayed. I, I made this big decision to go into the woods and to 
to, 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 to this was going to be the thing, and that you know this was the this was the thing, and it was going to be great, and, and then it was terrible, frightening, and everything. We couldn't have been the opposite of what I was hoping for. And then I was sitting and crying outside of a dollar store. Are you still there, Hannah? Yeah, I'm on the edge of my seat. So I have a pack, and it's a uh, American flag, like cheap fucking metal frame shit that the bear had just magically torn everything off of and, and shredded every pocket, eaten everything, tore my fucking tent, shred, ate everything, and I'm sitting there with this, like, mangled heap of my own sadness, and um, this man walks out, he's like, you, you know, just imagine, like, if you imagine a man who's going to come give you a reckoning with your destiny, he's coming, he's bringing your destiny line to you, and he, he looks like that, so he had, like, you know, nondescript ageless clothes that could have been from the 17th century, a long silver braid and a hand-carved walking stick that the gnomes made from her or whatever. He had that fucking feel. And he, he walks up to me and he kind of inquires, like, you know, kindly-ish. And I, I tell him, and I'm like, so grateful that's what happened. You know, I just wanted to get my pity on him. Like, I'm not a sorry for him, but he ate everything all, and I don't know what to do. And I'm, you know, I'm and I'm like, just super, like, self-pity feels really good. It felt really relieving. And, and then he starts laughing his head off, like, painfully bent over, like, weavingly laughing, like, as if I just told him, like, the best joke that anyone had ever heard. And I'm, like, hurt, doubly hurt now. I'm, like, really, my feelings are completely hurt. And I'm, like, wow, <laughs> you know, like, I just gave you my, like, pity. like, it's like if someone was, like, I have cancer, you're, like, ah, it's hilarious. Like, it was like that. It felt really horrible. And then he just, like, pulled he, puts his hand in his pocket and he pulls out this thing of flop and he says, you're not the kind of girl to let a little old bear attack stop you, are you? And he just says that and then he throws mint floss at me, green mint floss. And he walks off and I'm like sitting there and I'm like, did I just fucking hallucinate that shit happening like this? And then I, I got there and I didn't have anything else to think about because I was just so taken over by self-pity that what he said went in and he was like, I was like, I don't know what kind of girl I am. I actually don't know if I am. But I, and then as it, as the question penetrated me more and more, I thought, I don't think I am the kind of girl to let a little, little old, little old bear attack stop me. I think that all things considered, I'm not that person. And so I used it to fill up my pack and buy the $7 I had worth of fucking dollars for peanuts and shit. And I went back in and I finished the hike. I did the two-day hike and I was like, okay, good. And I think that, the blessing of that experience was that early on, it gave me a chance to kind of set some very important parameters about who I thought I could be. And it opened up because I was sort of dying within that larger context of the school that didn't elicit my strength and my vivacity and my like, fuck you bear, I'm coming for you kind of energy. And I think that this time of spaciousness in this world is offering a very similar invitation to the world, which I think is fucking like as deliberate creators, we get to focus and activate brand new realities that were not on the table before. So we have this whole whole new vista. That's super exciting. Thanks for asking that question. That was fun to tell that story. Yes. Um, Hannah, um, what what is an unexpected blessing of co-parenting with Dina? Oh man, that one is so beautiful. Can you give a little back, a little context clues on that one. Yeah. Um, So Natalie has gotten to witness really up close (laughs) the dynamics um, between me and my 
dear friend and co-parent, Stephen, who when I first met him, his name was Leaf, and we met in Maine, and we fell in love and decided to make a life together, and I was so excited about this new life, and Stephen and I, actually, we, we both, I remember the night, <laughs> Natalie, that we conceived Ruby, we were talking about you, and we talked about your style of parenting, and just how <laughs> wild and free you are with being a parent, and we were just like, yeah, like, that's what we want, and I kind of felt like that's what our core agreement was, was to be like Natalie. <laughs> yeah, I'm and, glad I was inspiring for your your sexual experiences. <laughs> I, I get that a lot. <laughs> and I think my parenting was inspiring for your sexual experience. Go ahead. Yeah, That's it was. Awesome. Yep. Um, <laughs> and we we basically decided we wanted to have a child, but we also were not committed to any kind of family structure in particular. And so we felt really free to experiment with that, and that at times has looked like living in the same house when Ruby was born and really sharing closely with parenting. And there was a time where he decided to move to Oregon when I was in North Carolina, and I supported him in that just emotionally, like, yeah, you can, you can do what you want, and I trust that we will we'll work it out. And we flew a lot, and Natalie at that time really helped remind me that I was Beyonce <laughs> in that way. Like, rather than being like, oh my gosh, my daughter's flying across the country, what a waste of money, or whatever. It's like, no, girl, you're like Beyonce, and you're like jet packing your girl around, and it's so fun, and it, it totally was fun. We loved the airplanes. Um, yeah, and that taught you how to reframe something. Mm-hmm. To, to tell a story, a version of the story that kept you in alignment instead of a version of the story that took your alignment from you. Yeah. And, and he had, oh my God, has he helped you with that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's been really helpful. I think one of the biggest blessings that I've learned from with Stephen is that sometimes when things get uncomfortable, I really want to kind of cut and run and be like, Mm, never mind, like, you're just not fun to be around, so I'm not going to be around you. And that hasn't felt like the choice I wanted to make with Ruby's dad. I really want to be his friend, and I have had to show up with, like, all of my energy tricks and tools many times over to learn how to how to renew our friendship and how to keep doing it in the way where I was in my vibrational integrity and re- taking responsibility for it my how I was creating the relationship and what I was expecting from him I learned the amazing trick of when I'm upset with someone instead of picturing the version of them that I'm upset with picturing the version of them that I love and that like I would get into these kind of tiffs with Steven and think about how I felt like he wanted something different than I did. And then I would just remember him scream squealing and giggling with joy and dancing to Uptown Funk You Up and like his funny little booty yeah. shake dance. And I would just like, my heart would open again to him. I'd feel so excited. And, and then I could understand his perspective better and understand how I wanted to play with that and what I really wanted to 
bring to our friendship and co-parenting. Yeah, and you've also like become like he 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 he's not one who's going to let you manipulate his actions. Like you have to find the vibration of what you want in order to allow the change to happen. And he won't fake yes. He's not a yes man. So anytime you wanted a different change in circumstances or whatever, you have to like be a badass creator, change your vibration, change your expectations, change your beliefs, get what you want through the core way instead of like, you know, sometimes we can like fucking manipulate people to give us a yes because we're so mean to them or whatever. He just won't do that. So he's a huge gift that way. And I've watched you guys, I've watched you inspire countless other parents. Like it's funny that you're saying you were inspired by me as a parent because so many people are inspired by the love drenched, like your center with him is love and respect and incredible enjoyment of each other's humanity and the diversity of your style. Like you guys are just totally smitten on that. And I see a lot of people looking to y'all as a paradigm to feast their eyes on during a time when a lot of people are like, you are a bad person and I was a mistake to meet with thee and now we have a spawn between us, what shall we do? And, and, and you have very lusciously big and juicy and adventurous perspective on this that I find personally inspiring and wonderful and I know that a lot of other people do, so I think that's also another blessing in there. Hmm. Yay! Go yep. Steven, go me, go Ruby. It's so it's so inspiring to collaborate with someone, especially anytime, but especially when you know that their intention is also just to love up on someone who you deeply love and could also yeah. use more support in loving. It's like, yeah, you take a turn loving on her, great. Yeah, it's so interesting <laughs> and also remembering that children choose their personality framework and they choose their parents and Ruby chose a diverse experience she chose uh, two different parents with two different sets of intentions so that she could become this ginormous super stable super expanded super like highly loved on person for her own expansion and I love like I love the world getting more and more like luscious big scripts about what's possible for how we come in and how we nurture our core essential natures. We're doing like an excellent job, and I think part of it is the fact that you guys, I don't know, I think I think y'all chose to to bring in new parental paradigms. You're you're, you're kind of midwifing in a really expanded, high energy, high vibration way to, to parent. Thanks. Yeah, it feels it feels really fun to just keep. Um, keep the dialogue fresh to stay in conversation with it and to keep, I don't know, I've been thinking about that a lot recently, how one of the main aspects of doing this emotional energetic work is just really staying in dialogue with something. And um, mm -hmm. I noticed that it's hard for me to relate with Stephen when it's been a long time sometimes between us talking to each other and I don't know where he's at and he doesn't know where I'm at. And so I really like when we stay in touch with each other and really get to hear each other and keep it very real rather than based in like ideas about what might be going on with somebody. I hear that and I also think that's, that's one path to do it and I notice in myself when I'm feeling that way. I haven't quite been as good with my focus as possible. 
difficult for me to be. Usually then I'd like run into fear or worry. And if I stay like, like totally like snuggled up, big spin, little spin with God's perspective, I don't ever feel that way. I don't need to talk to someone. I know that they are the heart of God all is well. We're fucking crushing it. And whereas if I don't, I kind of like little niggling fears come in and I don't even know are happening and they, they sort of build up a little bit then. So I think that there's different strategies. And I think they support each other. And, and it is juicy to talk. But I, I also, you know me, I'm a big fan of the shamanic path where you just keep in a really kind of constant conversation with God. And then you hear, oh, this is the way, or this is the heart of this, or whatever. And so um, I think that's a kind of a yes and there. Okay, that was a long rampage on Stephen. I hope he gets to eat that up. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. And I think as co-parents, I'm doing that kind of, God check in all the time with him when Ruby's there and just kind of going into spirit land and being like smiling at each other and feeling like cool I know they're having a great time and that that cozy bosom is really comforting and I love resting there yeah you want to give me a fresh blessing girl fresh bless um I feel inspired to ask you what 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 kind of blessings are going on with your shoe life right now. Um, yeah, great question. Great unexpected blessing. Um, <laughs> well, I like that. I uh, I uh, I got to. I like that. Like my natural like resistance to like. I'm just noticing like there are things that I'm like. This is a cool thing to rampage or think about. And like this is a dumb one. And she 
like, let's see if we can find the nest. So for like five minutes, we just stood there and gazed up at the trees. And, and, and it was like, it was, it was a nice correlation because I had such a ferocious, almost psychotic urge to walk with her before we went out to dinner. I was like, and I was like, you're being kind of intense now. Why do you really want this? It was like, it feels like a strong urge. So like, we need to. And in that moment of just gazing and gazing up into the sunlit trees and, 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 and looking exquisitely, looking for a space where a nest might be and, and, and thinking we see it and, 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 and tapping each other and looking more and more closely and noticing all the blooms and noticing the different various levels of green and noticing the different shifting clouds and sky and, and, and this sort of incredible sense of like mandala above us of green and sky and light happeningness. We tuned us so that then the night that followed the dinner and the gin and tonic and the oh, so much fun that happened afterwards happened because we grounded first in that mandala of ease and stillness and listening. So I, somewhere in my shoes have, they play a starring role in that story. And you really welcome. do. Wow, I, yeah. feel, I feel like that was, that was a mic drop story. I feel like I just want to release yeah. the listener off into your own mandala of light and sky. Yeah, yeah. And if someone asks you to borrow your shoes, say yes. <laughs> just say yes to anything. At this point, someone asks, mostly just say yes. So much fun to be had. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And just so you know, the beginning song is by Natalie's daughter, Frankie Blue, and the outro song is by my daughter, who used to be called Ruby Moon and is now going by Emma. And it touches us like harp strings to know that our We've created these girls whose essence, um, they're able to distill exactly what we want to say to the world in song. Oh, thanks Frankie and Ruby. And thank you for joining us here. Every day is a special day. You never want to lose your balance. Every day is a lovely day. You can't wait to see your special day, and I can't wait either. I love my special days. I love my special days.